Hello everyone and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are going to be discussing The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe with my cousin Allison. Hello. I'm so glad you asked for me back, despite my lack of literature background. It's fine. It's fun. (laughs) It is fun. And this was a really easy and fun read, so. Yeah. Yeah. I am halfway through. I just finished up chapter 10, so I think we'll be able to get I hope we'll be able to get through chapter 10 today. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It's like nine pages of notes, which makes me nervous, but we'll see. Nervous in which which way? <laughs> I feel like we're going to talk like more and not get through 10 chapters. Well, yeah, we're fun. We like to talk to each other. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Maybe, maybe this will be three recordings. We'll have to see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> So chapter one, oh, I guess I should preface with my knowledge of this book beforehand. Um, yes. I've only seen the movie. I've never read the books before. I just recently, we had started the movie marathon of it for mm-hmm. God knows what reason. And so when you asked me to do a book, it was just funny that we ended up doing this one. So I have seen the movie yeah. very recently, like within the last month. And I've never read the books before. I think my parents may have read this book to me as a child, but I don't remember. I know they did for sure for my older brother, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if they read it to me. Yeah, I haven't seen this movie since I was a child, to be honest. All I remember is that I had the hots for Peter, so. Fair. That's fair. You know, he's like one of the only males in the movie, so... I mean, your choice can't be Edmund, let's be honest. Yeah, especially in this one. Yeah. Like, then we would need to, like, break that down in therapy later. (laughs) Yeah, truly. (laughs) But this is a cute book. I liked it. I actually liked it a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah. I did not know if I was going to love it because I was not sure how much the religious aspect was going to play in it. Because, like, sometimes it just gets a little too preachy, and I find that annoying in children's books. But this but one's I don't like think obvious. we're there. Yeah, it's, like, obvious, but not preachy, per se. Yeah. It feels like it's more of, like, a retelling of religion. You know what I mean? Does that right. make sense? Versus, like... A, like... a chic veggie tales. Yeah. <laughs> A fantasy VeggieTales, if you will. (laughs) VeggieTales is top tier, so cannot resist that one. Yeah, it just doesn't have the music. That's the only thing about this book. Yeah, his rhymes... C.S. Lewis's rhymes are actual garbage. I'm gonna stand by that. His rhymes? Yeah. When is he rhyming? He has, like, little parts of, like, telling the prophecies, and they're supposed to be he said listen to the old rhymes and they're just god awful my gosh that's not in my book what if i read the wrong version of this book what page hold on let me just pull up how funny would that be if i read like the wrong book i mean we you read the line the witch of the wardrobe right yeah girl so when the beaver is telling uh when mr beaver is telling them all about Aslan, he has some quote rhymes. Give me a chapter. Give me a second. I'm going back to 
find him. Day with the beavers. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to find his like little rhymes again. Okay, so it's when they're in the house. What happened after? It's what happened after dinner. Here we go. Uh, I'm not, so I'm not oh, I'll just read it to you. That works. Yeah. I just want to make sure I'm trying to line it up with mine to make sure. <laughs> what if I read like some cliff notes version of this book? How messed up would that be? Why would they even have that? I hope I read the right version, but I'm on chapter eight. What happened after dinner? Like second page. So it said, um, when they're talking about Asland, it says, He'll put all to right, as it says in the old rhyme in these parts. Wrongs will be right when when Aslan comes into sight. (laughs) At the sound of his roar, sorrows will be no more. When he bears his teeth, winter meets its death. And when he shakes his mane, we shall spring again. So the last two things don't even rhyme. No, but you you have to remember that this is English. Like, the Queen's English. So when he says, when he shakes his mane, it's probably, we will... We shall have spring again. <laughs> oh, God. You're right. So it's not as bad as you think. But it's you, just not a catchy tune. If you a British accent, it checks out. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, I feel like it's just not catchy. I think it could have been better done. But, you know, that's just me. We'll get there, dude. Um, yep. I totally even forgot that was part of the book, so... It you got just, me scared. I was like, I just read Spark Notes. Apparently, I don't know, but nope, I got it. I, full disclosure, have the free PDF that I found on Google, so it's fine. It's, I think it's used. It had a thing on there that said it was good as long as I don't distribute it. I think it's for, I think it's for schools. It Possible. looks like the thing in here. Did yours have the pictures? It does not have the pictures. Damn. So this is like for Canadian schools, apparently. It's fine. C.S. Lewis is dead, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay, well, back to the book. (laughs) (laughs) So chapter one, Lucy looks into a wardrobe. So Peter, Susan, Edmund, and Lucy were sent away from London because of the air raids. And I'm like, what? a time like what a way to just throw that in there oh my gosh i thought you were saying what like what is that and i <laughs> mouth almost just hit the floor <laughs> yeah i've never heard of that could you i thought that wording was like what what is that <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh make sure this doesn't make it into the podcast and i'll let you know <laughs> yeah I'm a little more sheltered than I've led you to believe. Oh my gosh, know. no. No, I that was surprised for a second. Yeah, they Imagine just, like, just sprinkle that in there. Like, there's yeah. no time for any darkness in this, really. Not any legit... Well, there's a little bit of darkness, but it's not... Yeah. Like, it's too soon. Too soon. Yeah. So we're just gonna say, like, eh, dodge some bombs, gotta go somewhere else, <laughs> and then move on, apparently. As if that's not yeah. trauma in itself. Literally, like, I don't know why the kids' parents are still in London dealing with air raids, but they're like, at least our kids are in the country. In the in the movie, they do, like, just a slight thing to make it a little bit more obvious. Yeah. I, I feel, we're gonna do the movie too, right? So I don't need to tell you. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, when it comes, I'll let you. We'll talk about it. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so they just start roasting how the professor looks. They like kind of say that he's like really ugly, which is random, but go off, I guess. He's like all disheveled and crazy looking. Yeah, like I'm a met- I'm like comparing him in my head to the professor from Back to the Future. He kind of looks like that in the movie. Actually, I love the actor that plays him, and Mike and I, my husband and I, when we watched it last, Mm -hmm. did, like, the IMDb search while we were watching. We were like, oh my gosh, it is that guy. So, it kind of made it better. Love that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil the movie. I feel like last time we did this, we talked about the movie too much, and I want to talk about just the book first. Yeah. It's hard, because that's, like, our, my preface, but, like... Once we get past this going into the wardrobe, getting into Narnia thing, that's where I forgot everything from the movie. So, like, this seemed very familiar. It seemed, like, very close. Wow, you remember this part? See, I didn't remember any of this. And then when Mike and I were watching the movies the other day, he was, like, pulling the quotes out of the back of his brain. And I was like, (laughs) you know this movie. Like, I know the movie. And I know I watched it more than once, but he was remembering so much about it. Yeah. And then you remember the beginning the most? Like, I feel like that's the least important part. I don't know. I, I'm guessing it's one of those things where when I flick through channels, I would see the beginning a lot or something. Maybe. Or I fell asleep, probably. So I just remember seeing the beginning multiple times. I really don't know. Like, I don't know why that sticks in my head more than anything else. Maybe it was just like what was cool when you were a kid. Yeah, who knows? So, um, they had this whole plan to explore the woods, but it was raining. So they're like, JK, I guess we'll just hang out inside into this McMansion. <laughs> like, these city kids are like, wow, what are we going to do all day? Maybe we just run rampant through this mansion. Dude, I know that this is like, you know, I know the era mm-hmm. and... I know that they are escaping a trauma, but they have, like, no homework and they just get to play? Like, is it the summertime? I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I was like, shouldn't you be doing your homework? Like, (laughs) they just get to leave school, but, like, I guess they did just, like, you know... Trauma. Evacuate a war zone, you know? It's fine. I guess they can have a little bit of fun, but I was... (laughs) Part of me was like, what are you doing? What do you mean you get to just play all day? And also, I yeah. kind of wish that he just, like, maybe I missed it, but I wish that he was uh, a little bit more direct about their ages because I kind of thought they they seemed young. Younger than what I remember. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how old they are. I know in the movie, they probably aged them up. But, like, yeah, I'm guessing they're younger than we think they are just because of how they talk yeah yeah i agree i was thinking that they just seem so much younger like i know lucy is like the baby and she's still the baby very much in the movie but in the books i was like she is little <laughs> like yeah like i think in the movie they sh- the baby she looks like she's like 14 15 dude you the whole time mike and i were watching it we were like this looks like rachel lucy looks like young you really that's funny yeah like an off-brand version but Mm -hmm. you looked like that kind of when you were a kid like very freckly i mean you're still freckly yeah 
pull her up. Pull her up. I think you look like her. I don't know. No, we were not supposed to talk about the movie after your podcast, your rules, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it don't matter. Look her Let's up. See. I think she kind of looks like vaguely looks like you did as a kid. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> I see it. Dude, definitely. Yeah, that's funny. She's cute. It's a compliment, so. For anyone she does who not look know... like me now that she's an adult, so. <laughs> no. But young. All of her freckles are gone. I know. I feel like she, she like, covers them up now. I saw that, too. Yeah. But weird. for anybody who doesn't know what Rachel looks like for some reason, that's. You know. You know, maybe you only consume I... podcast content, and Rachel looks a lot like. <laughs> Young Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Still, oh, you still funny. look like that little girl. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's weird. It's like, it's strange how much apart now that we're adults we look. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I definitely looked a lot like that when I was little. So yeah, it's very strange seeing the other end of the spectrum when you have, you know, yeah, I don't, I nice don't skin. Yeah. <laughs> But that does look like you did when you were a kid. Like, I feel like her yeah. eyebrows and everything, like, I don't know. Yeah. I see it. So I thought about you Facts. when I was watching this movie. Maybe that's why we de- decided to do this book. Probably. Subconsciously, you're like, man, I should go on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So they all come across a room. With just a wardrobe in it, and Lucy's the only one to stay and give it a chance, which is hilarious to me. I like that, like, they all open the door and they're like, that's weird, and a whole empty room with just this wardrobe. Let's leave. And Lucy's like, but what's in? What is in there? She's Let me so look. Yeah. What is your first impression of all the characters so far? Because I feel like at this point, you know just enough about everybody. I hate Edmund. Like, as of chapter one, or, like, as of where you've read? As of through to the ch- chapters. I started hating him as soon as he, like, lied and was bullying Lucy and all that stuff. Dude, my first note is Edmund is a schmuck. <laughs> yeah, he's the worst. I love Lucy. <laughs> I feel like Susan is kind of, like, a useless character right now. You know? She's kind of annoying. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, I wish she would just go with it. She's an yeah. anxious gal. I just feel like she doesn't play any individualistic role so far. And I find that mildly annoying. Like, everybody seems to have their own personality, and she just hasn't gotten one yet. Like, any of the lines that they gave to Susan, you could give to anybody else, and I would think that it goes with them. I feel like she gets to be more important. Yeah. But I find her and then, kind of annoying. Yeah, that's fair. And then Peter just seems like too high and mighty for his own bridges. Very true. I, I would agree with that at this point in the book where you're at. So. Yeah. Okay, continue on. <laughs> so Lucy left herself in the wardrobe and starts rubbing her face along all the fur coats, which that's a vibe. Been there. Um, and then she ends up out in the woods in the snow and she's like oh my god what what is happening Dude. and then she walks to this oh sorry no i was just gonna say let's not also forget how many times c.s lewis says 
that we don't shut the wardrobe door behind us because that would be I weird. know. I, I almost counted. Because in, yeah. in the this chapter and then in the next one, I think it's in like three chapters and he says it like four times at least. I don't know if that's like a us getting trapped in Narnia or if like it's supposed to be a rule for kids because they can suffocate them. Yeah, I was kind of thinking like maybe this is just a life lesson. I don't know. I yeah. love the way that he writes this book because it's like he's reading it to me as a child. Like it reminds me. Yeah. Have you ever seen Princess Bride? Yeah. Do you know like when the grandpa is reading the book to the kid? Like that's how I felt. Yeah. That was the voice that was like reading in my head is that like old Chicago accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds like to that's me. That's <laughs> I love that. I have the Princess and the Bride book. I still want to read that at some point, but. I think that my mom read that or something and she said it was good, but maybe I'm mixing up, mixing up people. Let me know if you like it. All I know is it's not as much of a classic as I thought it was. I thought that book was way older. When is it? When did it come out? It's not that old, is it? No. Like, I think it came out in the 80s. (laughs) Like, I think it came out around the time the movie came out. I was going to say, yeah, because the movie's like the 80s, isn't it? Yeah. Good movie. Yeah, I thought this book was a classic. You know? No. Well, this one is considered a classic, and I think this one's 1950. Yeah. I think. This one I throw in modern classic, like with Fahrenheit 451 and stuff. Right. Hey, it was on the Goodreads classics list. That's Which is a valid and trusted source in this house. Yeah, it's (laughs) peer-reviewed. Yeah. Okay. So Lucy gets into the snow, sees this lamppost, which is basically a character in itself at this point, and <laughs> Seder just like rolls up out the blue, and Lucy's like, huh, seems normal. <laughs> Mr. Tumnus! Yeah, so we're on chapter two. It's called What Lucy Found There. Seder asks if she's a daughter of Eve, aka if she's a human, and like, My favorite thing is that nobody corrects them what their parentage is, which makes me laugh. Yeah, but that's a biblical reference, of course. No, I get that. But it's like most, if you said that to like an average kid, they'd say, no, my mom's name is blank, you know? True. But I also think that Lucy is just such a pure heart believer that she is fully accepting that she's in a fantasy world like right off the bat and does not question things like that. (laughs) I just think it's funny that we don't know the kids' parents' names and it never comes up when they're being called Daughters of Adam and Daughters of Eve. Yeah, I don't don't think it comes up. I mean, I'm halfway through the second book right now and I, I think it's just mom or mom. Yeah. Also, they don't call the dwarves children of anything. They just call them, like, dwarves, or the satyrs, or I guess they call them fawns, aren't daughters and sons of anything. They're just Because they're not human. Yeah, but I feel like if you're going to establish your race based on their ancestral lineage, let's just carry it through. Well, let's think about this, because... (laughs) Are you... Okay, are you irritated that they don't call a fawn the son of Adam? No, I want them to... No, I want there to be, like, the history of Fawn had one parent. Like, the son of Steve. The son of oh, Goliath. Oh, you you know what I mean? I just... True. I think it'd be fun. Like, if the giants were, like, sons of Goliath or something. 
daughters of. Yeah, I guess I don't do that, but maybe it's just too yeah. confusing for kids to read it that way. Maybe, but like, it would have been cool, you know? This is this is definitely written for <laughs> much lower age level than I thought. I thought these were going to be kind of tricky to read because in my yeah. head, I was like, Lord of the Rings. Like, I know they're different authors, mm-hmm. but I was, I read The Hobbit and The Hobbit, unpopular opinion, I don't really like the way that Tolkien writes, I think. Yeah. Very unpopular opinion, but I think he gives way too much description to the point where I'm like, where were we? What are we doing? And yeah. this is so to the point. Like, he's like, I won't even waste time telling you that story. Let's move on. Literally. He's like, I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to tell you the Cliff Notes brief version of everything you need to know. Right. Come with me, kids. You know, like. So maybe that's why we aren't focusing on the dwarves lineage. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think I need to go to Tolkien for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I honestly, The Hobbit is a good book. I'm just not a fan of the way that he writes, and that's fair. Don't come for me, people. It's fine. It's still a it's lovely fine. story. It's just difficult for my attention span. Yeah, it's not for everybody. I mean, I haven't read it, but my understanding is it's not for everybody. I am curious to see what you think. You are probably going to cover that on here, aren't you? I'm probably going to do the first Lord of the Rings book. I don't know if I'll start with The Hobbit just because I know it's a prequel, but written after. But we'll see. I want to do... Yeah. Got it. Yeah, definitely a prequel, though. Yeah. So I want to do, like, a whole roundup with a bunch of other, um, like, Tolkien, Lord of the Rings creators. Because I think that'd be fun. And then do, like, a bunch of different chapters. Yeah, you gotta get the right. But I haven't done that yet. Because you know how mad someone will be if you get someone like me to cover Lord of the Rings, you know? Yeah, I just. I'm not gonna catch everything because I know how he writes and I don't. (laughs) Like, I my brain will wander, so I wanna talk to people that know. Right, and like, I've seen. My brother's super into it, so I've seen the movies, extended version, so many times. He's explained it to me. My mom's read them, he's read them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike loves them his family loves them so I've seen them a bunch and I feel like I've seen the content so many times and I still could not answer like a, I feel like I understand it more than a base level and it's still mm-hmm. so deep and I'm sure the movies just scratch the surface I'm sure yeah so you gotta get the right person on for that of course so that's a good idea that'll be I want to listen to those I want to listen to all I know I gotta find can... anybody that wants to do it and I have to find other podcast hosts so, if you're listening to this, send me a DM on Instagram, I guess. I cannot wait to listen to that. That'll be yeah. good. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think so. All right, back to our veggie tales. Yep. So, we find out that the satyr's name is Tumnus, and they're in Narnia. Shocking. I'm so shocked and so surprised. So, when Lucy says she got there... Uh, through the spare room, and he thinks it's a country, and he goes spare room, which I thought <laughs> which I was think cute. Is so freaking cute! <laughs> I know. I had to write it down because I thought it was adorable. I think I highlighted it because I thought it was so funny. Yeah, from the far land of spare room, the bright city mm-hmm. of wardrobe. <laughs> yep, I thought it was too cute. So I, Lucy's I going with this. this. My kids, they're cute. Whenever yeah, I they're have really kids. cute. I don't know, they're cute. Yeah, I think it's really adorable. I think it's a good one for bedtime stories for sure. Yeah. 
So Lucy's going with this guy to his house. And I'm like, have you never heard of Stranger Danger or Small Child? Ever. Yeah, I I think I have. Hold on. I think I have the same exact note. Absolutely no Stranger Danger is what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she ends up being at this guy's house for hours. And she's like, you know, I really got to go. And he starts like bawling his eyes out. And then we find out he's in service to the White Witch. He lured there to put her to sleep so he could summon the White Witch. And now he feels like he really can't go through with it. Um, so he decides to secretly get her out and set her home. And I'm like, thank God. And of course, what did this remind me of? Harry Potter. And uh, Xenophilius love good. And how yep. creepy he is when he like, you know which part I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, you know, when he's being, like, super creepy. Especially the movie. He's mm-hmm. like, they were angry, you see. <laughs> he's, like, all upset. That's, like, that's the vibe I got in this whole thing. And I was yeah. like, she's, like, five years old. Literally. I'm this like, this is, terrifying. like, a toddler. Yeah. yeah. How do you not, I wrote in here, how do you not develop trust issues from this? You are literally a child who just These got These kids are giving me so much therapy. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> she's going to kill me. And she goes, that sucks. Can I go home now? <laughs> yeah. Literally, she's like, um, anyways, what if I just like went home? Yeah, she's like, that's okay, though. I just want to go home. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sucks for you. Sucks to be you. Yep. <laughs> so he says even that some of the trees are in the witch's service. Um, and she's she's got to go. So he made her way back to the, she made her way back to the wardrobe to the house, immediately called for everyone. So then we're on to chapter three, uh, Edmund in the wardrobe. We find out it's only been seconds she's been gone, not hours. She is very confused. They're like, we literally just walked out of that room and now you're screaming. If you wanted us to notice that you were gone, you should have stayed hidden longer. So funny. Edmund is so frustrating, dude. Yeah. I think Peter's the one that's like, oh, if you want us to like know that you were hidden, just like stay hot hidden for a little bit longer next time. And Edmund's like jeering at her and shit. Yeah, Edmund does something like he's like, Did you find any other countries? <laughs> yeah. Anytime she does anything the rest of the week. Yeah, that's sad. Uh, yeah, when she looks at cupboards, he says, Did you find a country in there? Yeah. Edmund's the worst. I didn't realize Peter said that. Come on, Peter. Yeah. Peter needs Get to together, loosen up a little bit. A little bit. I don't know how old he is, because if he's like if we're imagining him as like 17 or something, like I could get it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're watching this five-year-old screaming about finding a country in the backyard. You, your parents are stuck at air raids and you're like, come on, kid. We should look up. I'm going to look up how old they are. Yeah. According to study.com. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. At the start of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Peter is 13 Susan is 12, Edmund is 10, and Lucy is 8. Lucy is acting oh, wow. a lot younger than 8, in my opinion. Yeah. Interesting. Is it like an estimation thing, though? Or, like, where are they getting those numbers? I don't know. So now I'm looking at, like, whatever the Narnia Wikipedia is. And yeah. they all look 
they all check out this 13, 12, 10, and 8. Maybe we find out later or something in the book. Yeah, it must have must come up later in different books, but yeah. But in the movie, he's like eighteen, then seventeen, fourteen, and I can't see how much Lucy was. It's cut off. I don't want to it. <laughs> so there you go. They definitely act younger go. than that to me. I feel like. I mean, eight is still pretty yeah. young, but I feel like Lucy acts like she's very little. But maybe she just yeah. her apart, and that's the point. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, Edmund starts being super spiteful. It's getting really bad. And then they decide to play this game of hide-and-seek, like, a couple days later. Mm-hmm. So Lucy decides to jump into the wardrobe, and Edmund saw her do it. So he decides to go in there behind her to tease her. Because he's an asshole. And then what does he do? Shuts the door. He doesn't. He does, doesn't he? No. And they made another note about She doesn't. And then he jumped in and shut the door, forgetting what a very foolish thing this is to do. Oh, he did? Mm Mm-hmm. He shuts it. She leaves it open. And then he follows her in there and shuts it. Because he's a fool. Like a psychopath. He wants them to suffocate inside. Yeah, that's actually crazy. Why would you shut yourself in there? One time I, one time at Grandma and Grandpa's place growing up, Jacob mm-hmm. hit me in the chest freezer and I could knock it out. And that is enough. I remember that. that we were all playing hide and seek. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jacob kind of like psycho hide and seek positions. Dude, yeah. There was one time he was like spider man up in like the showers and all. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I don't know how long he held that, dude. That's crazy. I think it was like like 15-ish minutes. At least 15 minutes. Because he was the last one that nobody could find. Ridiculous. So anyway, yeah. it was a very foolish thing to do to hide in a freezer. So I get why he keeps letting us know that you shouldn't close those kind of doors behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not made to be uh, open from the inside. Nope. But I made it out yeah. okay. We're okay. <laughs> yeah. I remember that happening and you were like really mad about how cold you were. Yeah. I don't think I like, I was like old enough where I didn't like cry about it or anything, but I remember being like, <laughs> don't forget about me in there. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like you were like the last one found that time and Jacob's like, all right, we gotta get her out. he knew i was in there (laughs) god some brother just kidding (laughs) he let me out he got me out we're good (laughs) no permanent brain damage maybe that's why that line that he says like 15 times just really stuck out to me i was thinking of that freezer i actually totally forgot about that until just now i don't know i don't know I'm okay now, though. So <laughs> Our hide-and-seek adventures at Grandma and Grandpa's house like got progressively more insane every year we did it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't think we were like unsafe, but like, I don't know. I was like hiding behind like the gas line, you know, things like that. Yeah, that's probably not that safe. <laughs> hindsight. <laughs> hindsight, probably not that safe. Jacob, obviously, my my brother, obviously hid in very unsafe. 
places. I remember the year Jacob stopped playing and all the rest of us were like, all right, this isn't interesting. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Like Jacob was like too old. He was playing like magic with Matt or something. And then he was like, decided he no longer wanted to play with like all the rest of us as kids. And then we just progressively decided, no, we're not. Nobody's playing. (laughs) I I think we tried like one game. We're like, never mind. Well, let's find something else to do. It was just entertaining to see what kind of crazy shit he was going to do. Yeah. Okay, so, where were we? He locked himself in that wardrobe because he's a fool. Yeah. Yep, like a moron. Edmund makes it to Narnia. Uh, there is a sled being drawn by reindeer. And turns out Edmund has run right straight into the White Queen. And so he's just chilling there, cold. And he's like, what's up, lady? And she's like, what are you? Are you a human? And he's like, what? Then we get chapter four, Turkish Delight. I do not know what a Turkish Delight is. Um, It's like a fruity, chewy situation. Okay. I, don't, I don't think that it's that exciting. Okay. I've never had it, though. So not like- I should shut my mouth. It's not like God tier deliciousness. Let me look it up and I'll explain to you what it is. Okay. So it is based on a gel of starch and sugar. Interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of what, let's see. It's, it's like red and powdered. <laughs> it's like a, it's sticky. Hmm. Um, I wish I could just like text you what it looks like, but I don't have messages. On I'll look it up later. Yeah, it's you fine. look it up. Um, I don't think it's that exciting, but this is also written in 1950, and maybe they just didn't have taste buds. Some, <laughs> not that there wasn't <laughs> food in 1950, but you know, he wasn't gonna be like, "Can I have a Kit Kat?" Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, watch Kit Kat. It's probably Kit Kat's probably like since 1901 or something. When did yeah. Kit Kat? <laughs> Yo, Grandma made oatmeal scotchies when we were there last time. They were some in the chest freezer. Yum. I love me an oatmeal scotchy. That, I could see betraying everyone for an oatmeal scotchy. Those betraying everyone for a scotchy? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Okay, so Kit Kat came no. out in 1935, so I just need to shut my mouth. <laughs> They existed apparently, so I guess I don't know. Maybe maybe Turkish delight is super good, and I just have no idea. But it does not it does not look appetizing because it's like a very violently pinkish red color, then covered in powdered sugar, and then the way he eats it in the movie is just disgusting. But he's a child, so yeah. I'm gonna find a way to get one. Like I don't know if there's a store that I could get one at here. I'm sure, but I'm gonna try. I I, I feel like I should just Google on Google Maps. Turkish delight and see what comes up. Let me think. Who? What would I betray people for? What would you do for a Klondike bar? Not a Klondike bar. That's not worth it. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe like a really good cannoli. I That's love fair. Cannolis. I like a good cheesecake or oatmeal scotchy is my favorite cookie. I still don't think I would 
So I'm not a sweets person. So when I'm reading this, I'm like mm-hmm. the whole time. I know that the Turkish delight is like kind of bewitched or whatever, but I'm like, yeah. really, all this for that? I mean, as a woman, you've had your period craving food, you know, and you would do anything to get it. But I don't think I would betray my entire family to get a steak with mashed potatoes, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more of a savory. Like, I don't know, maybe like some onion rings. That's fair. Maybe if the witch was like, you'll no longer be allergic to gluten. I'd be like, Ooh. Mm, yeah, yeah, I might be there. I it's might nice be knowing there. knowing you, siblings. See ya. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to turn you into this ominous looking lady <laughs> with her mean dwarf. He's yeah. mean. Does he have a name? I don't remember. I don't know. Okay, back back to what we're doing. I think maybe I would maybe onion rings, maybe a good pizza or some pasta or something. Yeah. Maybe I would betray someone. <laughs> <laughs> not Turkish delight. Bad joke. Yeah, not Turkish delight. Bad joke. Literally. So she asked if maybe he's a dwarf that cut off his beard, which I think it's a bold choice to say that all dwarves have beards, but okay. Okay, I mean, you don't make the rules. C.S. Lewis does. Yeah, I guess. But uh, she looks at him like she's going to kill him and then changes his mind at the very last second. Then she decides to magic his food to drink right now, which is wild. Uh, Oh, no, she's magicking him food and drink just like by dripping stuff on the ground. And then like Turkish delight comes out and he's eating and she's like questioning him on his whole life. And I'm like, first of all, why are you eating food from this strange woman? Edmund is a schmuck. Yeah. So this is obviously supposed to be the apple, right? Like, that's what we're getting? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, like, lust, desire, sin, yeah. temptation, you know. Yeah. Thing. Maybe not lust, is a little... Sin and temptation, I would say. Yeah. Greed, maybe. Yeah, I definitely was thinking about the apple too yeah in the garden of eden (laughs) so they decide to enchant the food so he would always crave more and i was like oh my god (laughs) like she really went in on this yeah and i'm just like where did turkish delight come from i'm like really upset that he chooses turkish delight still i know i I know i'm like unreasonably angry about it like chocolate chip (laughs) cookies exist you know like why is it Turkish delight that you're craving? And also, is it one of those things where it's like French fry, where they're actually American? Or like, is Turkish delight actually British food? Like, it does, does it come from Turkey? I think it actually does. Why is it? Okay. Let me, I'll go back. I just. I need to... to know what kind of store I need to go to. Yes, so it it's is like. Turkey. Okay. I don't know if I have any Turkish bakeries. Oh, no worries. You can buy it from World Market. Oh, it probably are my nearest. <laughs> I don't know. It does not look like it has that good of a potential. To be I just need to food. know. Let me see where my nearest world market is, really quick. You know, when we watch the movie, we should watch and eat Turkish delight. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like my we have nearest to. world market is like an hour away. I actually don't know. I think you can order it on Amazon, but like, is it even good then? I don't know. Hold on, let's see. Do I have a world market? I actually don't know. I feel like I don't. I'm just 
Googling Turkish Delight really quick on oh, Amazon. See if I can get it. Also has a great wine selection. You can get a Turkish Delight gift basket for $27 on Amazon. $27? How much is that real market? Let's see. Oh, $5.59. It's on sale. Oh my, my closest one is like in the city. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, mine's like an hour. I'm looking at Instacart to see if I can get it on like at Publix or something. I am very curious. I do feel like I need to try it. I feel like we just need to know. This whole episode, by the way, is about the origins and history of Turkish delight. <laughs> <laughs> it does Where not look like I can get it at Publix. If it's worth it. If it's worth yep. playing your whole family. I don't know. Literally. I think we're going to have to order it from Amazon. Know about that? I might. Yeah, I don't. I might get it at World Market. It's not that far from me. It's just not like. So she starts bribing Edmund, uh, to bring his siblings to her by promising him that if he does, he'll get more Turkish delights. And he's like, "Oh, do you really mean it?" (laughs) Yeah. And then she's like, "And also, you could be my prince, you know, and I'll raise you like you're one of my own." And he's like, "Yeah, my parents are just air raiding it out. It's fine." Are we into chapter four then? Because that's like the Turkish Delight chapter. Yeah, we're on the end of chapter four. Okay, but at the beginning of chapter four, she says, I see you are an idiot. Whenever else you may be. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I didn't mention that part. I had that highlighted and like, I wrote like, she's not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, literally. I did not have that written down. That's so funny. Okay, back to where we were at the end. So... Um, she also makes Edmund promise not to say anything about her to his siblings when he brings them over. He's like, you know, they might have heard some bad rumors about me from everybody else. And those rumors are wrong. So maybe don't mention me by name. And I thought that was a funny, like, how would you not be like, ooh, okay. It's like when, I, when you're trying to date someone for the first time and they're like, all of my exes are crazy. They're all terrible individuals and they're all psycho. Like, that's the biggest red flag you could give someone. Yeah. She's just, like, flashing all the red flags, man. Yeah. She's basically just got them all out, lined out for him to see. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. Seems fine and normal. I just don't understand. Obviously, Edmund is just very selfish and not thinking much past that. And how old was he? We said, like, 10, I think. Yeah. I get it. He's a fool, but I don't get it, actually. He's just a fool. No, he's the worst. He's like, this is fine. I'm not worried about it. Not Both of those kids, no stranger danger. Not even worried about it. I mean, he's like, she makes me uncomfortable, but I guess I'll eat this candy. Have you not... Like, they're city kids. You know, they're from London. They should have some sort of understanding of, like, stranger danger. Right, and from the way that I've interpreted this, and I'm pretty sure this is the intended symbolism, but, like, she's obviously Satan, right? Like, Yeah. Doesn't Satan make you a little uncomfortable? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. He's just like, whatever, I'm good. As long as she got candy. (laughs) Yeah. Said morals out the window when you got candy involved. Yep. So... Yeah, he's like, you know, I'll try and get the others there. It'd be great. Lucy tells Edmund 
uh, they meet up. Lucy's like, yeah, the queen's like really terrible. Um, and he's like, whatever. He's like, oh, uh, who? Who is it? Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of her. her. I don't know her. So then we are on to chapter five, back on this side of the door. Edmund decides to be the absolute worst and says he's never been to Narnia and he's completely pretending with Lucy. Like, he's like, we were just playing a game of pretend and she took it a little too far. Also, it says right here that there's only a year's difference between them. So she can't be eight and he be ten, obviously. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what their ages could be. Yeah, but he's rude. Rude to her. I would feel... Yeah. Lucy would probably just feel so... I don't know. Like, wouldn't you just feel crazy? Dude, I'd be so mad. Obviously, this is, like, a tie-in to faith and no one being a believer and sticking to your guns, which she does, but... I would second guess myself, probably. I I don't know. If I'm, especially her age, maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. you wouldn't because you're her age. I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. I feel really bad for Lucy here, though. Yeah, this is sad. So Peter decides to go off on Edmund for being an absolute dick, which I love. Calls him a beast. Um, Which I love. Yeah. I love that. It comes up very often that he's a beast. Yeah, it's pretty funny. A good diss, to be honest. Yep. So the older two decide that they're going to go to the professor about it since they think she's gone absolutely psycho. And then the professor's like, how do you know that Lucy's lying? And they're like, well, logic. And he starts playing this like whole like philosophical game at this point where he's like, well, you know, do you know her to be a liar? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and this is also when... Like, basically, after this conversation, they're like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but, like, we can't, like, call Lucy a liar here. She's never been a liar. So, well, and then they kind of, they make an astute observation. They're like, for their age, I would think, they're like, well, mm-hmm. Lucy has been through a lot of trauma. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know why. When I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, the air reads. Like, I would, <laughs> as if she didn't also just get kidnapped, by the way. By yeah. the way, so I thought that was kind Literally. of a new observation from an older sibling that is not that old. Both of them are yeah. old. Yeah, to still be, like, able to think, like, what around them could be causing this, which is nice. Yeah, just having a little bit of higher awareness for that age, I think, was interesting. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I like this little... Uh, like riddle situation that uh the professor's yeah. doing he's kind of goofy i like him yeah i like it too so then we find out that people are just constantly coming to the house um and they are not supposed to be seen when there's a tour going on which i think is wild like where are they gonna go you know like there's only so much There's only so much bouncing around you can do in one house and never pass a tour group. Yeah, and this this maid or what do they call her? Housekeeper. She hates them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, where are they supposed to so, go? They've already been kicked out of their home. So. Yeah. 
So they decide to run into the wardrobe because they're coming into the wardrobe room. And so everybody squeezes in there. Peter does not let the door be closed. I was going to say, please say the last line. (laughs) (laughs) Because of course you should never shut yourself in a wardrobe. I have a note. I hope CS mentions this about 20 more times. Please. Mm -hmm. It's cracking me up. It honestly was making me laugh at that point. I chuckled out loud. It's just, it's getting good. It's like every so often he'd be like, and I do not close the door. Making it very obvious. I I was kind of wondering, maybe I was reading into it too much just because I know there's like a decent amount of symbolism in this, but I was like, is there symbolism? Is there a deeper meaning behind not yeah. shutting the wardrobe door? Or are we just telling kids like, don't shut yourself in the freezer, Allison? Yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Maybe there's, I don't, maybe I need to look into that a little bit more before we record. Maybe that. he knew some kid that died in a wardrobe door, like in the wardrobe. Wouldn't that be dark? And then he just, like, yeah, decided to write a whole children's story about putting yourself in a wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a good hiding place when you're playing hide-and-seek, so I get it. Yeah. But is it good if you don't shut the door? Because <laughs> someone's going to find know. you. Yeah. I guess not really, because you're just going to go to another world. Yeah, well, there you go. Other option. Anyway. So they all get in there. Um, and then we are on to chapter six into the forest. Everybody's finally made it to Narnia. And then Susan's like, wow, it's really cold. Um, maybe we should just grab some coats. And then everyone's like, isn't that stealing? And she goes, well, they're technically not going to leave the wardrobe. So it's <laughs> like the only time Susan was like sort of cool. Yeah. I'm like, facts, kid, facts. So then Edmund's like, we should probably, you know, um, keep the light post in sight and blah, blah. And Peter's like, so you have been here before. And Edmund's like, crap. (laughs) Yeah, he's a fool. I thought that was funny that they catch that, though. Yeah, me too. So then they decide they're going to go to Tumnus's house, um... And then when they get there, the door had been, like, blown off the hinges and everything's a disaster. And they find a note on the ground that says that he's been accused of high treason and of harboring spies for frat- and fraternizing with humans. Poor baby. Yeah. I wonder how much time, but- like, obviously we've kind of figured out at this point that time does not run the same way in Narnia. And yeah. he was only gone for, like, a week per time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that had to be like a year. I don't know. I don't know either. Because there's know. like a good layer of snow in the house. But I don't even know if we can judge it by the snow because it's all enchanted, right? So. Yeah. Because the hard part too is like, I don't know if it like, when they're not there, if it kind of goes parallel time by time and then just slows down when they're in their world. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely not clear. Yeah. But I I have a quick little note that Peter calls Susan and Lucy. He calls them Sue and Lou. And I just think that is the cutest thing. I don't know why. That is really cute. It just comes up every once in a while. And I was like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, cute. that's cute. Important note. So, 
It is very important, truly. Definitely important so, to the plot. Everybody minus Edmund feels the need to rescue Tumnus because obviously, like, they're the whole reason he got in danger. And then Edmund asks Peter if this, so they start following this Robin that seems to be leading them somewhere. And Peter, Edmund's like, um, I think this is a trap. Like, we should not go, blah, blah, blah. And like, it's trying to like wig everybody out. But then there's like multiple notes where like Edmund is super misogynistic. Like, he doesn't. He's like, we can't frighten the girls. Like, we can't talk to the girls. I'm like, dude, stop. <laughs> well, this is 1950. I know, but like, I'm like, come on, man, stop. No, yeah, I agree. Also, well, okay, and he's not the only one because there's a point where Susan says, what about just going home? <laughs> Literally. And I wrote, wow, Susan, you sure sound like fun. Yeah. So maybe it's also just their personalities. I guess Susan kind of, she doesn't suck, but Mm -hmm. mm, I just want so much more from Susan. Yeah, me too. She's like movie Ginny Weasley. Yeah. Not both Ginny. I hope we get more from her through the rest of the series, but I don't know. I feel like she gets better. We'll see. We'll find out. But that is all we are going to have time for today. Thank you for joining me. Is there anything you want to shout out? I don't know. Um, the fact that they just followed a Robin because they thought Robins were legit, maybe. Yeah, vibe. Um, but no, I I just think this was really cute. It was cuter than I was expecting, and it's quick. Mm-hmm. It's just got a nice. Yeah, no, little, it's really cute. I don't know. It has a nice little undertone, and he just reminds me of that grandpa from Princess Bride. So. Yeah, it's pretty good. We love that. We really do. But we will catch you all next week with uh, more of this story. Bye. Bye.